The Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Um, I'm going to check on my turtles. What are you doing, girl? Huh? What are you doing? Huh? Hmm? What you say? Hmm? What are you doing? What are you doing? She loves people. She does, in fact, love people. Uh, amazing Mike Gundy content. I'm sure there'll be more. Oh, there will. There after is always this game. more. There is always more. Yeah. There is always more. And I just can't believe that's the head coach that you're worried about your favorite team beating on Saturday. Is that talking to a tortoise hey. that way? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. This is. Uh, we're worried about anyone at this point, right? Isn't that where, oh, where we're at? We're, we're worried about a, uh, a head coach that's going to get fired here in about a week, Neil Brown. Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, OU got beat by a coach on the hot seat, and then two days later they still said, eh, yeah, we're still going to go ahead and fire the AD and uh, get a new one in place to hire our next football coach. So true. Yeah, good job, uh, you can uh, you can bask in that one for uh, for the rest of the you know the next year plus because you're still still probably going to get fired so now uh, I I think that we'll have more great Mike Gundy content win lose no matter what happens over the weekend I'm sure he'll he'll have something to say that will uh, that will be funny upsetting whatever. There's always something there with Gundy, so I like it. How, how do you feel about this thing? Now, uh, we did our Tuesday early week, Phil. We're trending into late week. You still feel the same? Uh, I mean, the same was not great, so, right. yeah, I, it's it's still the same. And, and a reason why I don't feel great about this, I mean, I, I did pick OU to win, like, what, a, a field goal game or something early in the week, but there wasn't much field. Right. I – there – the same line, I think, can be used as it was last week. There's no excuse for the offense to throw out a dud. There's no excuse for the offense to throw out a dud on Saturday. But there was no excuse last week, and that's exactly what they did. They threw out a dud. That was their worst offensive performance of the entire season. So, logically, yes, OU should have a really good offensive day against these guys, but after what happened last week, after what happened, the, the missed opportunities against Baylor – even the Iowa State game, man, I just I don't love the way that this OU offense is playing right now. And obviously, I don't think OU can play bad offensively and win this game on Saturday. So, your best side of the football has me nervous going into things. I'm about as yeah. nervous as nervous could be. Well, or as Mike Leach says, genuinely fearful. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> genuinely fearful. Well, um, it's crazy. You know, if you go watch the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game from last week, it is an absolute shock that Oklahoma State won that game. You know, I watch – whenever I watch the the film and stuff, I usually watch the offense that we're about to face the most. And whenever I watch that game, Oklahoma State's offense against Iowa State's defense, I, I was – most of the way through the film, and, and I was thinking, am I crazy? I thought Oklahoma State actually won this game. 
But having watched that side of the film, there's like, there's no way they won this game. Yeah. They can't move the ball at all. They're going absolutely nowhere against Iowa State. They hit on one big play, an 83-yard touchdown, really nice throw on a little wheel route. But other than that, they did absolutely nothing. But one of 14, Iowa State turned the ball over. One of 14 on third down was Oklahoma State. They had 244 yeah. total yards and still won the game by six points. But, yeah, like you said, five turnovers from Iowa State. They had interceptions where the ball's hitting right off their wide receiver's hands. They missed a field goal, I think, right before halftime. Iowa State literally was shaving points and gave that game to OSU <laughs> is what it felt, felt like. Uh Oklahoma State ran the ball 35 times for 57 yards um, and turned it over twice. Just wild. But, you know, you flip over and look at the other side of the ball, Iowa State turned it over five times in that game. Just, just a crazy football game. Yeah, we thought we were bad going one of 13 on third and fourth downs. Oklahoma State says, hold my beer, one of 15 Jeez. on third yeah, and fourth combined downs. Combined, the state schools were great on third down last week. Oh, my god! Yeah, we were, what, two of 27 on third and fourth down as a, <sighs> as a state? <laughs> yeah, just, just absolutely brutal. Hey, I, I'll tell you, um, I, feel, I feel good about the game if, Tyler, if we make the layup plays. I, I don't think it's going to be any different. I think we'll have layup touchdowns. Just can we can we make the catch? Can we, you know, pick up the protection? Can we run the, the route properly? I, I think it's going to be kind of the same thing we've seen in these tight games. I The opportunities have presented themselves. They're right there for us to take the game, and we haven't been able to do it up to this point. Now, Maybe that means that you just say, well, going off of that, we, it's going to be a tight game and we won't find a way to do it again against Oklahoma State. And I can't necessarily argue that, that that's not going to be the case. But I, I think that the game is going to be there for Oklahoma to win it, and I don't think it's going to require anything uh, extraordinary for us to be able to pull it off. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to whisper this one um, just so no one comes after me or not as many people come after me, but um... – I don't know. This kind of feels like a situation where maybe, possibly, the OU defense could play well um, in some stretches on Saturday. Again, I'm whispering it, but they played well in a lot of stretches well, against West Virginia. They played well in Baylor, a lot of stretches against uh, Baylor and, and, and Iowa State, State for sure. Yeah, but um, th- this this is not the Oklahoma State offense where Rudolph is just throwing it deep to James Washington and Marcel uh, Aitman. Was that who it was? And they're hitting yeah. on deep balls left and right. Like OSU's got good wide receivers, but it doesn't feel like they have a. It doesn't feel like they have the dude that they normally have. Where if nothing else fails, we can just throw a go ball, and he's going to figure out a way to come down with it. Like I don't expect yeah. OU to hold OSU to ten points or anything like that. But it just all goes back to this is not a great OSU team. It's just not, and it doesn't have the offensive firepower that maybe we've seen in years past. Right. Yeah, especially. You know, a lot of it is dependent on Spencer Sanders. If Spencer Sanders, like I expect him to play, but if if he's not close to 100% and he's limited, then our defense should play really well. Uh, you know, they, they've 
their formula has changed. You know, last year, rely on our defense, run the ball over and over, kind of take it out of Spencer Sanders' hands a little bit. This year, defense isn't quite as good. Running game isn't quite as good. That means you have to be more dependent on Spencer Sanders and his playmaking ability, and he's done – you know, actually done a really good job for him whenever he's been in there and been healthy. So, like, that's kind of the thing. If they don't have him and he's not healthy, you don't have to look very far to see that they become a yeah. very average or below average team really quickly. He is uh, finally doing a really good job of taking care of the ball. He had 12 interceptions last year, and that still got him a Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year a year ago with 12 interceptions. This year, just five picks. So he yep. is – um. I, I like in terms of taking care of the ball consistently. He's having the year that we've been waiting on him to have for two to three years now. Experience matters. I uh, well, finding that out this year. Yes, it does. Experience matters. Uh, you know, he's he's been starting now for. Is it, so was eighteen his. So nineteen. Um, nineteen. I think nineteen was his first year because uh, Corn Dog was the starter in eighteen for them. Yeah, and then, yeah, so uh, it's 19. Yeah, 19. Yeah, he didn't play in Bedlam that year. Drew Brown did, but he was on the team in 19, yes. Yeah, this is his um, – wait a second. I thought – so you're telling me he did not – he was not their starting quarterback in 2019? Well, he was. Um, he just got hurt, and he didn't play in the Bedlam game. Remember, he and Drew Brown, I think, were going, oh, okay. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, going back and forth that year. But he was, but he was the quarterback – because he that's they started off with Oregon State. Yeah, so twenty nineteen he started. They were supposed to you know trade series, and then they scored every single possession. And Sanders played the whole game. And I think didn't Gundy send in Drew Brown late to like kneel it out, and we were making fun of that. I think that's I what think happened. So. Yeah, that was his only yeah. series in to go knee it out. I think so. So, but but that's the point. He's got nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and almost this entire year. So he's basically, at this point, he's been a starting quarterback for four full seasons and is probably going to come back for next year. So um, like that that matters for them at quarterback. He's, he's come a long way. He, you, can, you can trust him in a lot more situations than in previous years. So, yeah, his, his health and his play is – going to be the biggest deciding factor for Oklahoma State side of the uh, of the game. Text line says, you guys are way more confident than I can even pretend to be. I can't see a scenario where this team wins on Saturday. Well, I wasn't. That's so weird to me. I, I mean, I don't think, at least I wasn't acting like I'm super confident. I already told you that I was. I told you that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, I can understand being genuinely fearful. I'm genuinely fearful that we don't win. But genuinely fearful and not seeing any way possible that we win the game are two wildly different things. I I just don't know how that's possible. I mean, can you see a a possibility of, of us winning West Virginia? I can. How? Well, our best receiver catches the easiest pass ever for a touchdown. How about that scenario? I, I'll start I don't, there. Don't make it way more than what it is. I, I get it. We have a very, very small margin of error. But if you just make those layups, you win. You beat West Virginia. 
and you've got opportunities for layups against Baylor. If you make those, you beat Baylor. I know we didn't, but you have to at least factor that in going against Oklahoma State. And maybe the point is is that we just absolutely can't make the easy layups with this team, and that is definitely on the table. But that just doesn't jibe with seeing no way possible that we win the well, game. Well, this tells you just how uh, kind of it all over the place the fan base is. You've got that text, and right below it, I mean right below it, Kenny from the 405 says, I have a feeling this will be the best game OU plays all season. And we put it all together and beat the cowpokes. My feeling is usually right. So there that, you that go. the the extreme on both ends on uh, consecutive text. Well, I can, uh, I I guess I can see. I mean, there, there's a chance that we play the the most complete game that we've played all year. I I see that. Do I think it's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to see it to believe it. Um. But the other side, I, there's no way you can convince me that there's no possible way that we beat. Well, it goes back. This is right not 2011 is, is Oklahoma really, State that you're facing yeah, on Saturday. This is the, it's turned into a really average Oklahoma State team. Yeah, uh, and, and in now, fact, and, like I, this is the worst OU team since you know 2014, if not longer. But I think you can go back a few years to say this is the least impressive OSU team that we've seen in a while. Yeah. I mean, this, this yeah, OSU I, team got beat 48 nothing by Kansas State. I know OU got beat by Texas 49 nothing, but OSU had their starter that day, and Kansas State didn't have their starting quarterback that day. Now, turns out that Kansas State actually had their better quarterback starting that day, but the point remains, like, this is an OSU team that got beat 48 nothing by somebody. Yeah. Not a great team. Yeah, but they're not, and... You know, Spencer Sanders and, and being banged up has, has had a lot to do with that. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what Sanders we're going to get. And, you know, the Oklahoma State is highly dependent on him. So healthy Spencer Sanders shows up that's not in, in any way affected by his shoulder injury. Well, Oklahoma State's got a chance to beat anyone in this conference. Uh, Spencer Sanders shows up not able to throw it, not able to move very good, at a risk of being knocked out of the game on any time he tucks it to run with it, then all of a sudden Oklahoma State becomes very beatable. Yeah, I don't feel like he's going to be 100%. He didn't even warm yeah. up last week, right? And there was no plan to play him. He was just like, uh, hey, coach, I want to go in. All right, go in there. And he goes in there and wins it. Well, like, even when he was playing, you could tell that he's not like, – yeah, I don't, I don't expect him to be 100%. Be very surprised yeah. if that was the case. We'll see how it goes down. I, I think Oklahoma State's totally beatable, but you know, I, again, it falls directly on Oklahoma. If our best players make the plays that they're in position to make, then I think we win. If we don't make those plays and we continue to penalize ourselves and play. Uh, the opposite of complimentary football, then got a really good chance to lose. Kind of up to us, in my opinion. There's your game plan breakdown. Do you even need to listen yeah. to the rest of the show? We just laid it all out in the first segment.
Just that easy. You want to just can we? Did you record that? We'll just play that over and over every segment until the end of the show. On loop, yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah. I do need to give away two uh, OU basketball tickets for tomorrow night, but as soon as we get that done, sure, yeah, well, just play it on loop. Let's give away some tickets. Let's see what the text line has to say about the upcoming football game. There's plenty of stuff. We got we got some good games across the country to talk about. We've got a fun show, Tyler. Come on, we got plenty of stuff to do today. Oh, but you, I'm still. You, I will, you, you, still you know, tap out you know you what to. we're talking about today. You got the rundown sheet. You, you know what's on tap. I want to know. I want to know this. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more about this uh, surprise firing coming in the SEC that I heard the end of with oh, you and Parker. Yeah, team. I'll play that audio coming up next. It's great, fantastic. All right. Opening timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. I'm at my new favorite spot. Pryor's Pizza Kitchen in Goldsby. Hanging out here, they've got the full-service bar. They've got TVs everywhere. This is your spot to hang out, watch football. The Christmas decorations are going up. It's going to be a really, really cool place to hang out over the holiday season right here at the entrance of the Selah. Uh, development that's going in in Goldsby. Really, really cool area. Got to come see us. We'll Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Per your request, I'll play it. Here is uh, Charles Barkley, I guess, earlier today, hinting that maybe Dion to A&M could happen. So what you're saying is there is going to be a surprising coaching change inside the SEC, and it is going to include Dion Sanders. Is that what is that what you're saying, in your I opinion? Think, uh, what I'm telling you is I think there's going to be a shocker firing in the SEC, <laughs> and I, I know for a fact that they're probably going to go after Dion. I know wow. that for a fact. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love it. Wow. Okay, can't wait. Yes. Process of elimination. Drinkwitz just got an extension. Uh, yeah. Missouri yeah. doesn't even interest me. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, hey, uh, I mean, hey, Dion, Dion, Dion was pretty big Dion, at Dion, Dallas, right? Hey, and I'm not going to be shocked if A&M fires Jimbo Fisher. Ooh. <laughs> is that, is that, no, Charles just freeze. No, he's blinking. I can see him blinking. He's, <laughs> he's not answering. He's not answering. I didn't say a word. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, Charles Barkley Ooh. says, I know that for a fact. Twice. Makes it sound like well, he doesn't know for a fact that Jimbo's going to get fired, but he said he knows for a fact that they would go after Dion if they do. Um, hmm. Well, here's my first thing. My, my first reaction is – the firing has already happened, and the team that's going after Deion Sanders, it's already been rumored, and that actually happens to be in the same circle that Charles Barkley knows. It's Auburn, right? Well, he did mention like, – I didn't play that audio clip, but he did, did mention before he wants Deion Sanders at Auburn. He's like, I'll right. root for whoever they hire, but I want Deion Sanders at Auburn. So you're, you're right. saying that, forget what he says about A&M, pay attention to his alma mater in Auburn with Dion. That, but that's what I think. I mean, because that conversation's already happened. And, well, I, I say it's already happened. Like, that rumor's already been out there and people have already talked about it. And Dion has even, uh, you know, he's even talked about it himself. And I don't know exactly what he said on whether he would take it or whatever. But 
you know, it's, it's at least come up and been thrown at him. So, like, Auburn, to me, is the one that makes the most sense. Now, Texas A&M, in order for them to fire Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher's going to have to agree to take yep. a, a smaller payout, which, I, you know, I think he may do if – if things get really ugly there and the fan base is totally turned on him. Well, I, that's already team, happened. He's lost the team. I don't think you have to well, – yeah. on those ifs you just said, I think all those are realities right now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. What the problem is, you know, he's got – they got, what, $85, 90000000 million they owe him? Which, yeah, and, and even if they cut down that, cut down that buyout, it's still going to be probably the most – the biggest buyout that maybe we've ever seen. Like they're not going right. to cut it down to $12 million magically and make no. it more manageable. It's still going to be probably north of $70 million. Yeah, and then they're going to have to come up with, you know, more money for the new, whoever the new head coach they hire is. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, think it, it, I think Texas A&M firing, paying like maybe $50 million to fire Jimbo Fisher – like that's the best case scenario, in order to go make a a hire, like Dion. And I'm not saying that Dion doesn't work, but I still find it as a very high risk hire, right? It's the highest risk hire, right? I mean, so yes. I, I don't see it at A and M. Now, at a place where they've already made the firing, and like Auburn to me Auburn is okay I'll I'll listen to that I think there's there's a chance there but A&M man I don't know you know I I I don't deserve that as much as I would love it I don't deserve it I've been spoiled this year by A&M's 3 and 7 season um their recruiting class falling apart you know they're they're about to have half their roster enter into the transfer portal at the end of the year um I've been spoiled this year I I don't think I deserve Dion to A&M as awesome as it would be and make no mistake yeah. about it, it would be – God, it would be awesome. They're, I don't think that that would sit very well with their fan base. Maybe I'm reading that situation wrong, but I feel like they would hate that one from day one, which would make it all right. that much – all that more enjoyable. Text line doesn't seem to think it's Texas A&M. Text line seems to think that the surprise firing that's going to happen in the SEC is Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Well, I was just looking at it, and – I was wondering about Mississippi State or even Ole Miss. Now, I don't think Ole Miss would fire Lane Kiffin. No way. But No way. Right. But I'm sitting there thinking because isn't that where Dion is right now? Isn't that where his school is? Uh, Jackson, Jackson State. State. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I started looking. I was like, huh. I wonder if Mississippi State – it's not like Leach has been bad at Mississippi State compared to what they – typically have have gone through but yeah i mean that that would be one that wouldn't wouldn't shock you that he hasn't really done a whole lot to make them super thrilled for the future but you know and i don't think he's paid nearly what any of these other coaches are and buyouts got to be dropped down a little bit well 2020 was his first year so you know he's he's into his third year that would make sense Mike Leach, how do you feel about your job security? Yeah, he may need to win the Egg Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike man. Leach to Deion Sanders. That would be a move, wouldn't it? Talk about yeah. a culture shift there. Yeah, they've lost three out of their last four, uh, which is tough. They played 
Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, and Georgia, and they've just beaten Auburn in that stretch. Hard to hard to expect much more than that, considering Mississippi State and their history. But um, you know, if they if they win the Egg Bowl, it's kind of going to be hard to fire him, right? Sure. He'd, yeah. He'd be what eight and four again, going to a, a a bowl game, decent bowl game. Uh, Dion to A and M, Texas. One of you is going to win two basketball tickets for tomorrow night. OU Men's Hoop, 7 p.m. Dion to A&M, 405-651-3439. I'll pick a winner this segment. How's that sound? Yeah. Dion to A&M. Well, um, I, don't, I don't know that like, – Dion has definitely exceeded my expectations as head coach. But it, it's, it's – and I'm not saying that he can't succeed wherever he goes. I think that there is definitely the possibility of that. But it kind of feels like right now he's got by far the best players in the league that he's playing in, right? To his, it's not really and, and, even close. And to his credit, though, right? He got him there. He, he's the reason why that's the case, so we got to give him credit there. But, yes, I would agree with that. Uh, let's see. Dion to Georgia Tech's on the text line. Yeah, not hearing much about that, though. Who would be the most ideal coach for A&M? That's a great question, and it's kind of the question that we've had about Texas for so long. Um, which at least Texas has has had DKR and Mac Brown, who have both won national championships there. But how many coaches at A and M had had, you know, had longevity and success? Um, RC Slocum, who else? Bear Bryant. Yeah, and that's both in the in the eras previous to the hire and fire era that we're in now. Dennis Francione did not work out. Mike Sherman did not work out. Kevin Sumlin looked really good in the beginning stage but did not work out. Jimbo Fisher will not work out. They're on a long stretch here of hires that not only did not work out but are going to be like flaming bad when it comes to an end. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who the right hire for, for Texas A&M is. I, I don't think they need to go. I don't think they need to go splash. They need to go. They need to go legit. Like someone who can build a culture there, man. I just yeah, gonna throw someone, money at everything. I don't know. It's hard. I would. I, I honestly don't even know. Don't even know where to go with that. I don't know. Tough. Dion to your mom's house is not going to win you the tickets. Nine one eight listener. All right, it's not going to win it for you. Four oh five. Why the <laughs> why, <laughs> why the Dion hate? I, I disagree. I think that should win it. Yeah, maybe it should. I, why the Dion hate? I think he would do well at a power school. Why not? Here's like here's my question hey, about Dion. I, there's no hate. Yeah, there's no. I hate. think he should. I think he's perfect for Auburn. I think Auburn should hire Dion Sanders. I just have I think no... Texas A and M require. There's just way. Pressure is not necessarily the right word. I don't know. It's it's just not the right place. And Auburn, I know Auburn is, it seems to be kind of the same as Texas A&M whenever it comes to hiring and firing. But I feel like, I, I don't know, and maybe you'll correct me on this, I feel like Auburn, the expectations are high. But I think that they're a little bit more realistic than what A&M's are. I don't know, dude. They fired a coach less than two years after winning a national championship. That doesn't sound very realistic to me. I know. You know? But you never know, like, what the, like, how it's going behind the scenes and, 
and everything. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of politics I, I, there I involved. I don't think in, Auburn's a very realistic. Uh, that I don't think they think very. I don't think very many schools no. in the SEC are realistic at all. I think Mississippi State. Mississippi State would be the perfect place for Dion to go. If 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 you went to Mississippi State, you know, had a couple of years of really good recruiting, and had one year where they really they won some close games, maybe knocked off someone that they've rarely, if ever, beaten, and and you know, or show that they're competitive in the West, not not have to win the West, like. If he does that and shows that he's legit, I, I think that that could springboard him to one of those, you know, top fifteen type of jobs. I genuinely don't know the answer. That like, um, excuse me, genuinely don't know the answer genuine. to this. But I, what kind of staff could he hire? Because getting the head coach right, sure, I mean that's important. But what kind of staff is he able to to put together? Maybe, maybe he I would, don't know. Maybe he would put together really a, a really good staff with the way that he talks about booty paper. This sound like the culture and structure that A&M needs, the more that I hear that. Yeah. How many toilets do you think Jackson State's down to at this point? Uh, well, I think they started with two, and they're probably down to one, their facilities. Here's the point, you know, and it's a weird way to make it, especially making a video of it, but we're going to do things right, guys. Okay? We're going to do things right. We're going to suffer the consequences, and I know that Dion's not – Obviously not the only coach out there that's that's doing that. But I don't know. He, he's got a way with the players. I think he would probably bring most of, if not all of his staff from Jackson State with him wherever he goes, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I feel yes. Like, you, as much as I make fun of A&M, I will still recognize you leave Jackson State to go to Texas A&M. 100%. Not a decision. Yeah. <laughs> Lateral move. Lateral move. Oh, that's funny. I know this. Texas A&M does not want to play Jackson State right now. Well, Jackson State would be a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's at a neutral neutral site. <laughs> that I have no doubt. What are, so are they are they 1AA? Like, what is their – I don't even know what their division yeah, is. FCS, right, I guess is what it's technically called now. I, say, okay. I said 1AA a couple of years ago, and somebody got mad on the text line. I think it's FCS is what they are. Okay. Yeah, they wanted to ditch that uh, 1AA makes them look – bad just go ahead and call it fcs i get it i get it all right quick time out more from the rush coming up keep hitting the text on 651-3439 hanging out in goldsby today priors pizza kitchen you got to come see this place if you haven't been out here really really cool the only coal-fired pizza ovens in the entire state make some of the best pizza you've ever had out here at priors we'll be back make the right call for ou coverage in the sooner state lock it on the ref sports radio network you're home for Sooner fans.
It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Congratulations to John Jernigan, the winner of our last set of tickets to the OU men's hoops game tomorrow. Appreciate those tickets, uh, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. And a reminder, during the 2 o'clock hour tomorrow, I'll be giving away a couple Bedlam football tickets tomorrow as well. So be tuned in to that. Those tickets as well, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. All right, let's get to a few texts. And I have an update for everyone on what Sam Bradford is doing with his life. It might. Oh, nice. It's going to surprise you, I think. Garrett Riley to Texas A&M. He's in line for um, yep. he's in line for a pay raise, a head coaching offer. He is he's on the come up, man. After this year, yep, that's right. Um, I uh, I it's going to be hard to ignore it. He's he's ahead of uh, an undefeated TCU offense that's played incredibly well. That's taken a uh, a quarterback that we looked at in the Big Twelve as just a guy to one of the best statistical years going out there in, in Max Duggan. Uh, great running game, uh, making use of, uh, of a really good skill position um, uh, core. So, yeah, I, he's, he's going to get some really good offers. Complete. Either better coordinator offers, whatever that may be. Like I'm just saying better, like traditional schools, bigger schools than TCU – or maybe some decent head coaching positions. Complete hypothetical because I think Levy's going to be back next year. But if some reason he's not, Kiffin goes to Auburn, Ole Miss decides to hire Levy, whatever. You'd be looking for the best offensive coordinator out there, and there's probably not a hotter OC candidate right now than Garrett Riley. Would OU fans be okay with hiring Muleshoe Jr.? Or Little Muleshoe, whatever you want to call him? Um, like from the resume this year, it would be a home run hire, right? Yeah. But obviously, there's a tie there that some people might not love. Here's the thing: I I think he's a I think he's a good coordinator. I think that's obvious. So I think Oklahoma fans want the best coordinator out there. You you probably would have to stow most of the Lincoln Riley jokes, or at least. Um, keep them to your close knit group of friends. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm capable of that, man. I know that's like thirty like... percent of our show material. Still, I don't know if I can. <laughs> It'd be really awkward. Yeah. I I think that Oklahoma fans will will take the best of whatever is out there, no matter what it is. But here's the thing: you you want the best, you don't want the latest. Okay. There's a difference between the two. Is someone really the best? Do they have a track record that shows that they've done something at a super high level over um, you know, a, a couple of different places? Or did they happen to catch lightning in a bottle at the right time at the right place and really make something work? And that's, that's kind of what you have to weigh. And I'm not yeah. saying that that's the case with uh, Garrett Riley. I'm just saying like, that don't get too enamored with the – the thing that's just hot right now. Uh, Shark says, how about baby jackass? Um, absolutely blanking knots. No to Muleshoe Mini. 0.0 are the chances BV would hire little Riley. Hell no. Uh, this one says, don't want the Riley bloodline involved in OU ever again. 
no Riley. Um, yeah, no, no, okay, no one wants it. Yeah, no one wants it. Okay. I'd say, I mean, it's it's not the largest sample size, but I think it, it, it is setting a pretty. Uh, yeah. Actually, we do a, have a, one. A trend that you can't ignore. Loyal listener up there in Iowa, Doug Miles, says, yes, provided we can refer to him as Little Mule Shoe or Mule Shoe Jr. while he's here. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to sign that contract. Uh, that's funny. This is actually yeah. a uh, topic I'd like to spend a few more minutes on, but we're up against it. So I'll just go ahead and tell you and play you the audio clip of Sam Bradford on a podcast. Okay. What has he been up to recently? Well, it sounds like betting on horses. Sam Bradford bets on horses. That's what he does now. Huh. Who would have thunk it? Sam Bradford, all of a sudden, uh, a horse handicapper? Okay. Let's go. He probably owns a bunch of them, too. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm sure that he is in that world. Absolutely he is. Oh, 100%. Whenever, if you are big into betting horses and you've got some um, some extra cash laying around, it's – that's that's the game that a lot of those folks get into, which is a very difficult game. But, you know, whenever the guy from Edmond has a horse that wins the Kentucky Derby and is probably worth untold amount of money right now, it's like, hey, you know, why don't why don't I get in on this? You know, the only like thing the sport? that surprised me more about him being in horse racing is the amount of times he said bro during that. It's an interesting way. That was like a brow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That's great. Mm. That's great, man. Oh, Sammy B. Good dude. Very good dude. Mm, Yeah. Heisman winner. That's our new. That's our new. That's a new drop. We've got to isolate it a little bit better because you're still getting some background, but it's pretty good. Didn't you like Farouk? Didn't you think Farouk played well on Saturday, man? (laughs) <laughs> that's what it will say. <laughs> that's good. All right, quick timeout. Hanging out today at the new favorite location. Love this spot. Place to come watch football all throughout the weekend. TVs everywhere. They got the pro- giant projectors going outside when the weather's nice, and this is really the best time to take advantage of it. fire pits, seating everywhere outside, pickleball courts, uh, cornhole courts. Really, really fun place. Pryor's Pizza Kitchen, right here in Goldsby. Come see us. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma. Can help take the ease off of your staff at fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Cavensconstruction.com or 405-573-3048. That's 405 
573-3048. If the OU Brass is listening right now and they need to make it a hired offensive coordinator anytime soon and you care about what the fans think, do not kick the tires on Garrett Riley is what I would tell you. Because the text line, like, engulfed in flames <laughs> when that thought was even brought up. Hell no. I don't even care if he walks on water. It's a hell no for me. No one's yeah. up for that one. And I, I get it. I understand it. Totally. Yeah, and the better USC does, the more it's going to be a hell no. <laughs> right? yeah, 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 totally. Exactly. <laughs> Which, hey, big weekend for the Lincoln Riley haters. Um Going up against UCLA, it's a, that's a fascinating game. The University of Southern California, Tyler, at this point, in my opinion, controls their own destiny on Gosh. whether or not oh. they make it to the college football playoff. Gag. Right? Um, let's see. Michigan, Ohio State have to play one another. You, so, yeah. so you think – one loss USC would get in over one loss Tennessee, who's a non-SEC champ. Yeah, I mean, that makes yes. sense. Because they're USC, sure. Well, because they're USC and because they're going to have to go through like a gauntlet here at the end, um, a top 15 or right there on the verge UCLA team, an improving Notre Dame who's 18 now, and I don't know who Notre Dame has this week if – you know, if they win and people in front of them, they could be as high as, you know, inside the top 15. And then whoever they would play in the conference championship, which would probably be – Utah at this point, maybe? If they beat – Utah and Oregon play this yeah. weekend, right? So probably the Utah, winner of that game. Yeah. Winner of Utah or Oregon, which at that point is going to end up being a, you know, a top 10 team. So, Yeah. Can we just I mean, not talk that, about that until the week before sure. it happens? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess it would be fun to see him get beat 63-7 to by George in the first round. That would be – that'd be awesome. Yeah. The, um, the interesting thing for Tennessee is Tennessee has oddly now become the biggest Georgia fans ever because I got to tell you, if LSU were to beat Georgia in the SEC championship, they would uh, – Drop a bomb into the college football playoff top four. Yeah, they would. Tennessee's right. going for and style points at South Carolina this weekend. Bet on that. Sorry, yeah, Beamer, if you're on the wrong side of that one, you might get a 70-burger hung up on you if Tennessee can do it. They are in almost under any scenario except a LSU win over Georgia mm. and maybe a USC win out. Yeah. Let me uh, let me read this text before we hit the top of the hour here. Um, blood is thicker than water, but snake oil is thicker than blood. <laughs> Just a reminder on where everyone's at. Um, I'm I'm going to play an audio clip at the top of this next hour, okay? And I played it yesterday, mm -hmm. so some of you have already heard it. But I'm going to guess you haven't heard it, and I'm going to play it again so I can get your reaction. Fascinated to hear what you think about this. Perfect, and we'll do that next. Probably Quick get you time pissed out. Off. Hour number two is coming up next, and Tyler's going to make us angry coming out of the gate. Stay with us.